Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This morning's Super Hub Open. Sydney's mass vaccination facility throws open its doors. 30,000 people to be immunised inside every week as the Pfizer vaccine is offered to more patients. The bubble with New Zealand is back on. Fears of a mass outbreak diminish. Planes return to the skies over the Tasman. $10 billion to kickstart the economy. A massive infrastructure boom set to take off. Every state and territory will benefit. And a health scare for a TV legend, Bert Newton's leg amputated. This is 7 News with Ann Sanders. Good morning. People aged between 40 and 49 in New South Wales will be invited to sign up for their Pfizer vaccine today. From 5pm, you can sign up online to book your shot. Sydney's vaccination super hub has opened its doors this morning. Sam Brett is live at the centre in Sydney's Olympic Park. Sam, it's open today for frontline workers. Yes, and good morning. And the doors here at Sydney Olympic Park at this vaccine hub opened at 8am. There were hundreds of people lining up to be first in line to get their vaccine at the hub. New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian was also here today and she made two very important announcements about the vaccine rollout in New South Wales. The first, that over 50s will be able to get the AstraZeneca vaccine from next Monday. And secondly, as you mentioned, that people between the ages of 40 and 49 will be able to book their Pfizer vaccine from 5pm today. The Premier is hopeful that this vaccine hub will add 30,000 vaccines every week for the people of New South Wales. We envisage when it's fully up and running that we'll be able to do around 30,000 doses uh, every week. And of course, uh, we do have capacity, depending on the doses that we receive, um, to make sure that not only do we reach those targets, but at sometimes we might even be able to exceed them. Now, restrictions still continue here in Sydney for another week, and that is because investigations are still underway as to how a man in Sydney's eastern suburbs contracted the virus. We are learning more about that man. And this morning, the Financial Review is reporting that he is a managing director at a private investment firm and that he visited all those barbecue galore stores in order to do his due diligence because the business is up for sale. In some good news, the New Zealand travel bubble between New Zealand and New South Wales has been reinstated. About 11 flights are expected to land in New Zealand from New South Wales today. And Samantha Brett reporting. Thank you very much, Sam. 
Every state and territory will benefit from a $10 billion infrastructure package set to be announced in tomorrow night's federal budget. Live to political reporter Rob Scott in Canberra. Good morning, Rob. The package is designed to boost jobs and productivity. It is, yes, Anne, a massive investment in road and rail infrastructure and a key plank in the government's plan to keep the economy chugging along after COVID. The Treasurer was all smiles this morning as details of the spending were released, including $2 billion for a new freight hub in Melbourne and another $2 billion to upgrade the Great Western Highway on the outskirts of Sydney. But these are long-term projects with the money to be spent over 10 years. The package expected to create around 30,000 jobs over that time. Absolutely securing Australia's recovery and future through this budget. I bet you this, when you look at the details, it'll all be in the out years. Uh, some of these uh, so-called announcements have been announced three times. Billions more will also be spent on aged care reform, women's health, childcare, housing and defence. But the budget includes key assumptions about the rollout of the COVID vaccine and the reopening of international borders next year. But the government still can't put a timeline on when exactly that will happen. But we're treading very carefully in relation to international borders and we won't be doing anything that prematurely risks or jeopardises the safety of Australians and their jobs. The opposition says while there are still problems with the vaccine rollout and hotel quarantine, the borders will remain closed, keeping much-needed skilled migrants, tourists and stranded Australians out. And Rob, thank you very much. Rob Scott in Canberra. Australian television legend Bert Newton has had to have his leg amputated. The 82-year-old has been suffering health issues since Christmas and has just undergone emergency surgery. Cassie Zervos reports. The Australian TV legend remains here at hospital after undergoing major surgery to have his leg amputated on Saturday. What started as a toe infection before Christmas quickly worsened and he spent the past six weeks at the Epworth Hospital in Melbourne. He had a choice and his choice was to, um, to live, really. And he decided that to live he would have to go through all this and um, he has the support of all his family. Um, we've all been sort of gathered around him a lot and it's mainly for the grandchildren because he wants to watch them grow. Mr Newton was given a life or death ultimatum by doctors explaining to the grandfather the amputation would prolong his life. That was the ultimatum that was put to Bert. You either have the leg amputated and you will have hopefully many more years to live or you have literally months to live if you don't. Mr Newton has battled several health issues in the past and spent more than a week in hospital for pneumonia in 2011. The entertainment icon will spend the next few weeks in hospital recovering but it's believed he is in good spirits. Thanks Cassie. A man's been arrested after allegedly ramming a police officer, knocking him from his bike in Brisbane. In a bizarre twist, the officer says he had pulled over to help his attacker before the situation spiraled out of control. Bianca Stone has more. 
Good morning. This 43-year-old man was arrested at a home at Upper Mount Cravat overnight. He's currently being held in custody, accused of deliberately ramming a police officer who had stopped to help him. This all unfolded at around 1 o'clock yesterday morning. It was captured by the officer's own body-worn camera. That police officer was doing speed checks on the Gateway Motorway at Rochdale. He came across a silver Holden Commodore that seemed to be having engine trouble. When he stopped to help, he parked in front of that vehicle. That's when the driver has accelerated towards the motorbike, clipping the bike and knocking the officer off. As he called for urgent assistance, that vehicle has then reversed and rammed the bike for a second time, shunting it up the road. Fortunately, the bike rider was not injured. That police officer is OK and police have managed to track down the person they believe is responsible. Australia's rival casino giants could be about to join forces. Star Entertainment Group is proposing a merger with James Packer's Crown Resorts. The deal will be worth billions, but the bid pits Star against US investment giant Blackstone. Marley Hogan reports. And good morning. The Star has made a proposal to merge with Crown, meaning the two long-standing rival casinos could combine to create a $12 billion gambling giant owning seven properties in four states. Crown released a statement this morning saying the board has not yet formed a view on the merits of the merger proposal, saying it would now start the process of assessing the value and terms, as well as engage with relevant stakeholders. The Star is pitching its offer as a way to create a national tourism and entertainment leader with a larger, more diversified portfolio that would appeal to international guests once borders reopen. But it has competition from US investment groups Blackstone and Oaktree. Blackstone, which already owns 10% of Crown, offered $8 billion for the rest in March. Oaktree offered $3 billion for James Packer's 37% shareholding. In February, a New South Wales government inquiry found Crown was unfit to operate its new casino at Sydney's Barangaroo after evidence of money laundering and other shortcomings. The offer for the merger is subject to Crown and Star shareholder approval. It would also need to be approved by the ACCC. Thank you, Miley. A fresh scandal has rocked the royal family. The Queen's cousin has been accused of trying to use his royal status to make money. To make matters worse, his alleged scheme would have involved the Russian government. Sarah Greenodge reports from London. Prince Michael of Kent isn't a working member of the royal family. He isn't paid from the public purse. He is, oh, however, the Queen's first cousin. He has represented Her Majesty on various occasions in the past, and he was one of the 30 close family members to be invited to Prince Philip's funeral last month. Now the 78-year-old has been caught up in this sting. So two British media outlets have been investigating how members of the royal family use their connections to the monarchy for a personal profit. In the case of Prince Michael, they've been specifically looking into his ties with Russia. There was a Zoom meeting set up with two reporters uh, posing as investors for a South Korean gold company. And during this meeting with Prince Michael, they are told that he can make representations on their behalf to the Kremlin. So basically provide direct access to the Russian president, Vladimir Putin, for a fee. And how about uh, the fee, 200,000 US dollars that we have offered? Was it acceptable, sir? Oh, yes, very much, sir. Thank you. Yes, indeed, sir. Um, uh, very good. Thank you. 
Following the release of these clips and the publication of the story in a British newspaper, the office of Prince Michael has released a statement saying the last time he saw or met with Vladimir Putin was in 2003, denying they've had any contact since or any sort of special relationship. We've had no comment whatsoever from Buckingham Palace. Former Australia Post boss Christine Holgate has taken a job at one of her former company's chief rivals. Holgate is the new CEO of Toll Global Express, the international logistics and freight company. Holgate was forced to resign last year after it was revealed she gifted luxury watches to staffers. The bonus has totaled $20,000. She's currently wrapped up in legal action against Australia Post over her departure after being cleared of misusing taxpayer funds. One of the world's most prestigious horse races has been thrown into disarray by a doping scandal. US racing officials have suspended the winning trainer from last Saturday's Kentucky Derby and say the winning horse will lose the title if a second drug test confirms the breach. Here's US correspondent Tim Lester. Drug scandals are hardly new for US horse racing, but this one has hit its most prestigious race and its most celebrated trainer. I got the biggest gut punch in racing for something that I didn't do. Bob Baffert comforted this morning. Medina Spirit battles on. Eight days ago, America was lauding him. Coming to the finish in the Kentucky Derby. Here's the wire. Bob Baffert does it again. Medina Spirit's win in the country's Melbourne Cup equivalent lifted Bob Baffert's tally of Kentucky derbies to seven, unmatched in the race's near 150 years. He's going to go down in history as the most successful horse trainer of all time. And now... Medina Spirit, our derby horse, had been uh, tested positive for 21 picograms of betamethasone. The anti-inflammatory drug strictly limited under racing's rules at Kentucky's revered Churchill Downs. Medina Spirit has never been treated with betamethasone. A clear denial, though likely some in US racing raised their eyebrows, it's the fifth time in 12 months that a Bob Baffert trained horse has failed a drug test. Now, a second test will either back up his denial or change the outcome of the Kentucky Derby. Medical experts are warning the number of COVID-19 deaths in India could potentially reach 1 million by August. Medical journal The Lancet has described the Indian government's response to the pandemic as inexcusable. There have been 400,000 new cases for the fourth consecutive day in India. The official death toll is more than 238,000 people. There are growing reports this morning that Bill Gates' alleged links to Jeffrey Epstein played a part in the decline of his marriage. Bill and Melinda Gates announced last week that they're getting divorced. However, court documents show Melinda originally launched divorce proceedings back in 2019. She was reportedly furious about Bill's links to billionaire pedophile Jeffrey Epstein, according to the Wall Street Journal. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. 
That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Good morning. Melbourne and Collingwood have joined forces once again to launch the seventh edition of the Big Freeze at the MCG in support of Neil Danaher and the fight against motor neurone disease. Demons midfielder Jack Viney hopes to overcome a foot injury in time for the match in a month's time. I'll be cherry ripe for, for the big freeze, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, in terms of when I come back, um, not, not 100% sure, but it's tracking really well. Port Adelaide's Scott Lysette will front the AFL Tribunal for this dangerous sling tackle on Adelaide's Ned McHenry. Bulldogs coach Trent Barrett has not ruled out axing halfback Kyle Flanagan, the player he says he was building the whole team around. Flanagan was benched after a poor first half in the Bulldogs' 32-12 defeat to the Dragons. Barrett admits changes are needed. That's what's in the best interest of the team moving forward. Well, that's what we'll do, but, you know, we'll sit down and address that through the week. But Flanagan's replacement, Lockie Lewis, suffered a rib and lung injury. Corey Allen was stretched off the field with a neck and shoulder issue. Both were taken to hospital. And scans confirmed key Broncos forward Pat Carrigan has a ruptured ACL. Perth Glory broke a six-match drought with a 2-1 win over Melbourne victory in the A-League last night. Glory are still nine points outside of the top six. Melbourne City are nine points clear of Sydney FC on top after their 3-2 win over Brisbane. Sam Kerr netted her 21st goal to win the Women's Super League Golden Boot for the first time. It's Kerr's sixth Golden Boot in five years with four teams from three continents and helped Chelsea seal back-to-back titles. I feel really lucky to be a part of this team and to score as many goals as I have. West Brom will be relegated from the Premier League following their 3-1 loss to Arsenal. Manchester United's 3-1 win over Aston Villa leaves them 10 points behind leaders Man City. Social distancing was abandoned on the PGA Tour this morning as the biggest gallery since the pandemic jostled to see Rory McIlroy break an 18-month losing streak. With a two-shot lead, McIlroy found trouble at the last but survived to win at Quail Hollow for the third time. Life's changed a lot for me, being a dad, winning on Mother's Day, thinking of Erica, thinking of my mum back home. Now 32, it's Rory's 19th PGA Tour title. Lewis Hamilton held off Red Bull's Max Verstappen to claim his sixth Spanish Grand Prix and 98th Formula One victory. I was so close for so long and I, I didn't think in doing that I was going to be able to make the tyres last. Daniel Ricciardo recorded his best result for McLaren so far, finishing sixth ahead of teammate Lando Norris. And motorcycle great Mick Doohan's son Jack was second in the F3 race, his first podium finish. The program to vaccinate Australia's Olympic athletes and officials has started today in private AOC-run hubs. That follows the fourth successful COVID-free Tokyo test event. 2004 100m champion Justin Gatlin was one of few overseas athletes at the track and field meet in the Olympic Stadium, competing under strict bubble conditions. 
hopefully by the time Olympus come around, it'll be just a little bit more lenient about where we can go or what's, what's, what's given to us. Well, that is unlikely, but the torch relay continues now just 74 days to go. A lot of athletes happy to be getting those vaccines today. Absolutely. Yeah. Good luck to them all. We're Cheers. looking forward to it. Thanks, Matt. Let's get a check of the weather forecast now with our meteorologist, Tony Auden. Good morning, Tony. How's it all looking today? Oh, good morning, Anne. We have some windy weather on the way for southeastern states today. It's all thanks to a cold front sweeping through this morning. Some showers and patchy rain on the radar here through central and western parts of Victoria. But the main impact will be the winds and severe weather warnings are current across far western Victoria and the southern coast of South Australia. Here, those wind gusts should peak around 90 k's an hour this afternoon. On to the national forecast for today. We can expect a few showers from that front across the southeastern corner, easing later in the day for both Adelaide and Hobart. But starting to pick up a bit more steam later in the day for Melbourne and Canberra. Further north, well, it's warm. Sunshine, 26 degrees in Sydney. Make that 28 degrees in Brisbane with plenty of blue sky too. Now looking ahead, that cold front moves east and it stalls into tomorrow with a chance of heavy rain and strong winds for far eastern parts of Victoria and the southern New South Wales coast by late in the day tomorrow. This system should bring some showers to Sydney, but the latest modelling has it easing back from about late Wednesday into Thursday midweek. That is good news given recent releases from Warragamba Dam, which is at capacity at the moment. So into tomorrow's forecast, warm, a possible late shower or storm in Brisbane, a top of 28 degrees after a mild night, 17 there. Sydney, 21, a few passing showers through the course of the day. That wet weather lingers around Canberra, a cool top of 15 degrees and a similar mark in Melbourne. Also 15 with those showers easing into the afternoon. Down to the Apple Isle, a cloudy 13 degrees in Hobart. Adelaide, partly cloudy with a top of 16 and it's looking warmer in the west 27 in the top in Perth under mostly sunny skies that's the latest weather and more details coming up this afternoon all right good to see you Tony thank you very much and that is sevens news to now we'll keep you up to date throughout the day our next major bulletin is at 4 p.m. I'm Ann Sanders thanks for your company have a lovely day